Blog Talk Radio. technical difficulties but ladies and gentlemen welcome to aswf aftermath i'm michael carnahan i'm joined by cornbread uh we're having some lovely technical difficulties here cornbread can you hear me yes i can mike can you hear me i can hear you cornbread we got you loud and clear here on aswf aftermath first off it's been a while since we've seen you how you doing here tonight oh uh Oh, I'm doing excellent, Mike. Just been just been very, very, very busy, um, along with the Associated Press and all all that jazz. But nevertheless, um, man, I am I'm so fired up. I'm so fired up Saturday, and I'm so fired up for tonight's show. I can't wait till we get into it. I'm, I'm just ready. I'm that ready to go. <laughs> well, I tell you, I can't disagree with you there, Cornbread. I mean, every moment. From now until April 6th, it's like you can feel the electricity building. You can, And Absolutely. there's only one time a year you can have this feeling because the anniversary show is right around the corner. The biggest show in the ASWF's history, anniversary 20. And, I mean, we're going to get into it a little bit more here in um, just a little bit, but we now know that at Anniversary 20, the vacated ASWF Evolution Championship will be on the line in an Ultimate X matchup. And, uh, you know, the the matchup, and I I hear your reaction there, the matchup could not be any bigger. I mean, you're talking about former Evolution champions, Ray Ray, Excalibur, Josh Cross, and Insane Shane. And then you also have D-Mike added into that thing. This thing is just going to be astronomical. Well, I, I'll tell you this, Mike. Um, I have not uh, made your travel reservations and all to come join us live um, April 6th. And, you know, as you've heard me say this many times, Mike, 
on April 6th, bottom line, is, is part of the biggest wrestling weekend of the year, if not the biggest sports weekend of the year, because if you throw on top of everything that goes down in quote-unquote New York City, how about everything that's going down in Tuckerman, Arkansas, alongside New Orleans? Absolutely. And I mean, not month- only do not only do you have the anniversary show, you also have the net, the uh, 2019 class of the Hall of Fame getting inducted that night. A- absolutely, along with along with uh, Madison Square Garden for Ring of Honor, and not not just that, but also um, impacts on on that Thursday, on that right around that weekend. But also think about this: you have the Final Four. On that Saturday. Wow. With the final, I did not know that. Yeah. Yes. The final four is that Saturday, the sixth. Then it all comes comes down to Monday night, April the eighth, the national championship game. And man, it would be crazy. But I tell you what, it ain't gonna get no hotter than what's going down at ASWF and Tuckerman. And Saturday, we'll have a whole lot more details. As to what will be going down on the sixth, which I know we'll be talking about shortly. And you are right about that. But let's, you know, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's go ahead and talk no. about. Let's go ahead and talk about what happened this past. Uh, or excuse me, now it'll be two weeks ago. Uh, this past or this coming up Saturday, what happened in uh, the Valiant Arena at Tuckerman, Arkansas, as we saw. Mm-hmm. And once again, I apologize to our Facebook Live viewers having a little bit of technical difficulties. I, I'm not sure whether Facebook's still messing up from what happened a couple days ago or what's going on. I've never had this problem, but, you know, it just keeps wanting to go in and out. Bear with us here. Uh, like I said, I'm not sure if this is kind of residual effects from what happened a couple weeks ago. But, you know, in our opening contest, we saw the psychotic savior take on a member of Infamous Inc., Morgan Williams. And I, I tell you, that ba- that was a battle. That was a heck of a fight. And that's exactly what you've got to call it. You've got to call it a fight when the psychotic savior and uh, the man formerly known as the front man, Morgan Williams, uh, step into the squared circle and face off. Well, then. Well, well, the fact that Morgan Williams scored a victory, uh, you know, this, and I hope, and I hope that I'm correct on this. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Morgan Williams were able to score a victory over capitalism, that does say something. Well, to I me, mean, the victory. Go for it. Go for it. I hate to cut you off there, Cornbread, but the victory that Morgan Williams was able to. Uh, score over Cataclysm, it wasn't without some controversy. I mean, you, uh, El yeah, Ray, I'm not I sure if it. you caught the replay, but El Ray came yes, out I with uh, the mask, the mind games. Yeah. Continue, yeah, I to, apologize. To me, no, 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 it's fine. It, um, uh, please forgive me. To me, that that was the whole catalyst, and I happened to catch the replay of that. That was the whole top story of this whole robbery, especially because really, if you really think about it, you go back to the tag team title loss, Taco Hell. That tag mm-hmm. team title loss, that spiraled 
everything out of control. And plus, Asa Morda lost her mask. And not just and she went nuts. You're all right about that. And when you throw on top of the fact that Morgan Williams and Infamousy was able to take that mask from Cataclysm, I I don't think this would be a good time to be anywhere near uh, Cataclysm or the Manai at this point. I would certainly agree with that. But, I mean, you look at this feud. And it's so odd between El Rey and Cataclysm. It, it's kind of crazy right. in my mind to wrap my mind around this. Usually it's Cataclysm playing the mind games. Usually it's Cataclysm, you know, getting deep into your mind and literally, you know, you're beaten before you get in the ring with Cataclysm. In this Absolutely. case, we're seeing the exact opposite. El Rey is accurately and successfully living in the mind of cataclysm, in my opinion. And, and, and not just that, Mike, but it's the fact that this has all kind of been almost like a downward spiral for the Manai. And to me, Elroy is taking full advantage, and he's capitalizing on this. And keep this in mind, any and everybody that steps in that ring with cataclysm, they, like you said, they better be prepared for a fight. Because Saturday, because uh, two weeks ago, that was a fight. It was personal. And it was a grudge that was, that's been building and been building. It's kind of been on the quiet side, but it's been building. And now it has come full circle. And bottom line, you know, we both agree that normally the Manah always get inside your head. It's kind of shocking that the tables have turned. Can Cataclysm rebound on this? That's the question. Well, and that's exactly it. You know, Cataclysm, ever since they won the tag team titles back at um, Christmas with the Claws, when El Rey right. uh, cashed in the, uh, the uh, golden ticket at that time and yes, said he, he had a favor that he was cashing in, and he brought out Cataclysm. Ever since that night, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, I've got statisticians uh, that can work on this for me, but I do not believe Cataclysm has won a single matchup. Uh, Cataclysm, you know, do you think that that's what could be playing in the mind of Cataclysm and possibly weakening it down a little bit as well is the fact that Cataclysm knows that as of right now, you know, the win-loss record isn't looking that impressive for the psychotic savior. No, and, and, and Mike, Mike, you're exactly right. And, and, and the reason and, – and I'll, I'll, I'll throw out a list of names just to, you know, show that, you know, right there on the right track. How about some, how about some non-title matches that has been involving Taco Hell, even in, even in singles matches? One of those singles losses was against Sleazy. And what a lot of people would have thought should have been a, what we call, winnable matchup for Cataclysm, he lost that match. He was upset by Sleazy. And like you said, since then, 
it's almost as it's almost as been it almost as if him winning the tattoo titles is almost I'm not gonna say it, but almost like a curse. And then when he finally lost the belts, then it got worse for Mary to get any better. I would agree with that. You know, you look at the issue with Cataclysm. He's really, you know, he was on the upswing. I mean, this is a guy who's coming off of one of the best years of his professional wrestling career. And 2019 really has not, uh, really hasn't started too well for him. I mean, you were here part of the year last year. You saw that he was the ASWF champion at one point last year. Yes, he was. You know, the the penitentiary of pain, the issues with Dale that he was able to overcome, all these things came into effect in uh, 2018, but 2019 has not been Cataclysm's year at all. And, you know, maybe, like I said, maybe it's the culmination of all of that uh, that is allowing this oddity that's happening where, you know, El Ray is living in the in the mind of the psychotic savior. And I just want to throw this out there as a side note. I'm not too sure too many people want to live in the mind of uh, Cataclysm. Right. And, 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 I, and I'll throw this. And I, I will say this, you know, we, you know, we always say all the time, never ever underestimate your opponent. For because if I'm El Ray, yeah, you may be playing the my games right now, and you may be on the winning side of this mentally, but you do not want a freshly minded cataclysm on the other side of that ring from you. Because if that's the case. Who knows when he'll snap? Could can Cataclysm rebound this year? I'll say the answer is yes. Will it take some time, though? Absolutely. Because, like you said, those losses have piled up. Even while he was tag team champion, it came into fruition when he lost, when uh, Taco Hell lost those belts in the three-way um, to the eventual winners being the Titans of Violence. And we are going to get to the Titans of Violence and their tag team uh, championships uh, here before too long. But, I mean, just looking at this thing, you know, that's where you got to go to it. You mentioned standing across the ring from the psychotic savior. This thing's got to come to a culmination and a a breaking point at some point. And, you know, right now, uh, nothing's been official, but April 6th is looking – like we may uh, see another matchup added to that card here before too long because, I, I mean, just knowing Cataclysm as the competitor that he is, right? he's not going to allow this to go on much longer without him at least trying to uh, upend the uh, Aztec Warrior. And, you know, we focus so much on Cataclysm and how 2019 – has gone so wrong for him thus far, we kind of forgot to talk about how 2019's kind of gone pretty much the opposite for El Rey. The end of 2018 and the beginning of 2019, phenomenal for El Rey, short of losing the tag team championships, obviously. 
But, uh, I mean, Elray, a guy who really is at that peak right now. And, and, and I'll say for Elray, um, if there is another golden ticket um, matchup, if there is, and Elray's a part of it, I won't be surprised to see him win that go to win to win that golden ticket again. But I think with this time, he may make the right choice. Now, did he make the right choice with Cataclysm? I'm not sure. Or did he play Cataclysm like a fiddle? Well, that's a that's a good question to ask. You know, the thing is with uh, Elray, I think that's the exact question he's asking himself right now, and I believe that he does. I believe he blames Cataclysm for uh, losing his, you know, his tag team championship or what he perceives to be his tag team titles. Uh, I believe he puts the loss of those titles squarely at the feet of Cataclysm. But now, you know, you talk about the focus factor. Um, What would the focus factor be for Cataclysm? Because to me, I think he should take it. No, if it was just my opinion. I say he should take the next several matches one match at a time. Because now uh, it's almost to classify him as a Yoshihashi from New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I have I have really, really, and the reason why I'm tying this in with Cataclysm is because Yoshihashi was really that one guy from New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he's part of the Chaos Organization to keep up with. He was that one guy that, bottom line, just couldn't catch a break. That was until the New Japan Cup. Now he's finally catching a break. If I translate this to ASWF terms right now, can Cataclysm rebound? Does Cataclysm just need that one match? That way he can be focused on that one match. And bottom line, he just take off like a rocket ship from there. And can the mana be restored? That's the other question. And that is the good question is, can uh, the Manai continue to be uh, a factor in uh, what's going on here with the ASWF like they were in 2018, you know? Every time you saw something big happen in 2018, you saw the Manai have their fingerprints all over it. You know, that has to be the goal for 2019 for the Manai is getting right back there to be able to uh, to uh, take care of business and, you know, almost run amok, so to speak, inside of the ASWF. And also, and also, and also, um, you have brought up the the point of Elric and his focus factor. Let's let's talk about that for a moment. Does he need to start focusing on either the Evolution Championship or the ASW ASWF title? What will his focus be? Because sometimes, if you're a little too distracted with the person in front of you, of course, you have to take everything one step at a time, but if he's too distracted on cataclysm, 
what would his head be? That being all right, where would his head be when it comes to challenging for singles gold and multiple people are passing the by here? I would agree with that, you know, but the thing is, I don't think El Ray can uh, even potentially think about a title shot in the ASWF right now. He's got to have his mind squarely focused on the psychotic savior because no matter what, until he takes care of business with Cataclysm, that's not going away anytime soon. You done dug that right. hole, you might as well face it. Yeah, because he was the one that picked him. I would completely agree. I would completely agree with that. And once again, our fans on Facebook Live, I do apologize. I think Facebook's having some sort of issue right now. It's cutting me off literally right at the five minute mark of the live. I do apologize. Hopefully we've got it fixed and we've got everything back up and running here. But uh, moving on here uh, to the ASWF tag team title situation, uh, the Mm. Vincent brothers, another tag team that, you know, they debuted in 2018 and, you know, had a amazing 2018, multiple tag team title opportunities, multiple, you know, match of the night candidates. Steve-O, I don't appreciate that. Dang it. Steve-O's already here bashing me in the comment section. But with that being said, multiple. The 2018 could not have been gone any better for uh, the Vincent brothers. Then on the other side, you have a team that um, 2019, once again, this is like the same story over again. 2019 could not have been any better so far for the Titans of Violence, capturing the tag team titles back at Heartbreak in that triple threat tag team match. And we saw another Mm -hmm. colossal contest between the Titans of Violence and the Vincent brothers this past past show at the uh, Valiant Arena. And it appeared that... The Vincents may have figured up the Titans of Violence a little bit. The Vincents got the upper hand, but just as they got that upper hand and they started to turn that corner, the Titans of Violence walk out of the ring. And, you know, kind of a lot of things I hear is, you know, they showed what kind of champions they truly are. Mm-hmm. Well, I, here, well, well, here's a question. Well, here's a question. Concerning that situation, but them walking away—is that respect or fear? To use the words of David Crockett, is that respect or fear? Is it respect for the fact that hey, you realize that these guys are coming for your titles, or is it the fear factor of, oh man, uh, they're hot on our tails right now, and we better come up with a game a game plan right now. Otherwise, they're going to figure something out and they're going to take our titles. What would I be would the agree. game plan? And... Go ahead. Go ahead. Because what I, what I was going to say is, um, I think the vintage, to me, it's, it's, it's one thing to, to have a team's number or that, so to speak. It's another thing to pull the trigger, it's, it's like it, no, it's, no, it's no, it's like 
know, it's like, you know, playing a video game. You know, if you're all the way on green and your opponent's on red, green meaning, you know, you're good to go, red meaning, you know, your opponent's, you know, pretty much SOL at this point. When at that point will the Vincent brothers pull the trigger? They have literally got to do it. I say they can do it, but to me, I say now is the time to do it because championship matches like this don't come very often, Mike. You, I, I would agree with that. I, and I, I mean, apologize, I'm still working. I would agree with that. You know, uh, the, the deal is with the whole Vincent brothers and, the uh, Titans of Violence you mentioned, was it respect or was it uh, fear? I think, you know, I looked at the Titans as they were walking past. I think it was a little of both. Uh, you know, I think the Vincents were able to earn their respect this past uh, show. I think that, you know, you showed it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made that monumental move. Now, really, here comes the question. The Titans of Violence proceeded with them before. Let's talk about them for just a moment. That was a team that kind of was, I guess you'd say, formed out of nowhere. And as a result of being formed out of nowhere, they become a formidable team. And they end up pulling the trigger. They end up winning the tag team titles. How long can this streak go? You know, whether they cower out or not. I mean, somehow that nocturnal flame has kind of lit up Hinesman, and all of a sudden, those two are champions. So, I mean, let's really talk about, you know, inside the tag team ranks here. Let's start at the top of the mound here with Titans of Violence. And that's where you have to start when you talk about the ASWF tag team division is the fact that, you know, the Titans of Violence, uh, that's where you have to start. Dominant tag team. You know, one of the best tag teams in the world, but I believe that the tag team race comes down to two tag teams. You have the Titans of Violence, and you have the Vincent Brothers. Uh, I believe that the Vincent Brothers are the complete opposite of the Titans in that they are the younger, uh, faster, more agile, you know, and in some cases, a lot of people think that it's their time. And, you know, it's tough to disagree with them at this. The Vincents are so close. And it lo- I'm telling you, Cornbread, if you would have been there, you would know what I'm talking about. It looked like they had those okay. tag team titles coming, to- coming home. And uh, they were finally going to achieve their lifelong dream that they've dreamed about since, you know, they were children of becoming the ASWF Tag Team Champions. And, you know, the the Titans just take the low road and walk out. Well, I I, I will say this as far as the Vincents are concerned. Um, Vincents had it. They, they, they have it. It's all about putting it together and re- – and taking advantage of the open opportunity when you have it. And one thing I've noticed, and I'm and uh, I'm not sure if you kind of noticed this, Mike, throughout the Vincent matches here, they have a whole lot of stamina. 
they could take so much punishment. What you know, the whole saying goes, you know, take a look at it, keep on ticking. Well, right now, this is they have a whole lot of heart. But now they have to put that heart in with their abilities. They gotta mash it all together. And and I'm the Vincent brothers. I better be studying a little bit of some parts of violence. And what I mean by that is Really go back and really take a look at some of those losses Titans of Violence has had, which really haven't been many, except for those one-on-one competitions that we saw. Go back and analyze those losses and literally do some studying and literally break it down and see what they can do. Because I got to be a tag team champions this year. I do. I got to. I, I get that feeling, too. I think it's just a matter of time because, uh, I mean, you know as well as I do, the ASWF Board of Directors and the Commissioner, Joey Britt, is not going to stand for a team walking out on their tag team title defenses and all that. They're going to come up with a solution to this, and when they do, I guarantee you, uh, you know, it's going to be something that may very well make the Titans of Violence very, very upset. But also, uh, also is going to make you know the ASWF fans and the uh, the Vincent brothers extremely happy. And and to me, it's one thing to win the titles; it's another thing to keep the titles. How far are the types of violence willing to go? Just to make sure that those tag team belts don't leave, don't leave, don't leave the pack. Or how far will the vintage go? Because if I'm the vintage, no matter what ASWF management matchmakers decide, if I'm the vintage, I better go now. Otherwise, someone who knows who can step into that spot. The time's now. I would completely agree. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live on Facebook again. Uh, Hopefully this time it works. If not, I do encourage you guys to go down below, click the link. You'll get an uninterrupted uh, version of this ASWF Aftermath. I apologize. Like I said, I think the uh, Facebook issues that were happening a couple days ago are rearing their ugly heads. But we got even more action to get to here. A uh, fatal four-way matchup was signed this past Saturday between the original misfit Josh Cross, the okay. uh, Suicide King Ray Ray, L Ray, wow. the Aztec Warrior, and CJ Jenkins. And the winner oh, was oh. to qualify for this Ultimate X matchup. Ray Ray obviously picking up the victory. But there's a couple things I want to get into in this one uh, that stand out to me. Cataclysm made his appearance uh, in this matchup as, you know, turnabout's fair play. Cataclysm came and played some mind games with the Aztec Warrior, and he was able to uh, make sure that the Aztec Warrior wasn't able to secure a spot in that Ultimate X match at Anniversary so, I mean, right there just plays into exactly what we were talking about. Turnabout's fair play. Cataclysm getting the advantage here on this one. 
Well, Mike, have you ever heard of the the saying that goes like this? Opposition creates opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Well, that's, that's the, well, that's the case here. Um, the opportunity presented itself. And, of course, we talked about it earlier at the top of the program. The opportunity presented itself with cataclysm and the whole robbery that he has with Elroy continuing, it ended up boiling over into this matchup, which, of course, though, as you mentioned, was the qualifier fall to the next. Long story short, Cataclysm ended up getting it on the head of El Rey. And by doing uh-huh. that, El Rey's attention was not focused on the ball game. And as a result, he does not qualify for Ultimate X. Well, and the thing, the key here is that I look at in this Fatal 4-Way coming out is uh, you had two former Evolution champions in this matchup. Ray able to come out and pick out the victory again. Now, come April 6th, it'll be one year uh, separated from that gigantic ladder match that we saw last year, Absolutely. the triple threat ladder match uh, between the original Misfit, Josh Cross, uh, Ray Ray and Insane Shane. Yeah, last year we was, know how that, that turned out. Yeah, that was about that debut. Last night we, or excuse me, last year we know how that turned out. Ray Ray won Absolutely. his first Evolution title, and that was the, uh, you know, that was the night he became only the second ever Grand Slam champion in the ASWF's history. Um, right. One has to wonder, you know, the anniversary show seems to be Ray Ray's night. How do you feel about X about Ray Ray's chances walking into this um, Ultimate X contest? I'll say if, if Ray Ray's focus is on the match, if his focus is on the title, and if his focus is not diverted by anything else. I'd say he has more than an eighty five percent chance of walking away as as the evolution champion and doing it on ASWF's biggest stage. Well, you know, there's an argument to be made that there is no bigger professional wrestler uh to ever have came through the doors of the Valiant Arena than Ray Ray. You know, uh, the guy's taken risks for 17 long years. And, you know, he wants to take, you know, in some cases, one more risk. It's all about that last one more risk. Uh, and he wants to become the first ever three-time ASWF Evolution champion. Uh, you know, and that's the thing. You know, Ray's all about adding his name to elite status. Uh, he added it right. when he became only the second ever uh, Grand Slam champion, a uh, two-time Absolutely. ASWF Hall of Famer. The guy's been ASWF champion. I mean, the guy always write, seems to write his name in doing the first in ASWF history. He may be able to do it this uh, coming up April 6th. And, but the thing is, he's going to have to go through infamous ink to be able to um, pull this out, uh, he's going to have to be able to. He's going to have to be able to go through a lot 
to be able to pull this uh, victory out. Now, that's the calling card right there. That's the opposition that I was talking about that creates opportunity, other than what I mentioned earlier. This is another case of that opposition creates opportunity. Going through infamacy is no easy task, as you know. It's no easy task. So he has a whole lot of um, stuff he has to really, really kind of put together. And he has to, you cannot forget about the X factor that could sneak on in and take their title. You're right about that, you know, and we're going to get to that X factor here in just a moment. But the third point that came out of this fatal four-way is what happened after intermission uh, at the last show. Josh Cross came and took the Mm. show hostage. I don't know if you heard about this. Josh Cross came and absolutely stood the show up, wouldn't let the show progress at all um, until he got another opportunity to qualify. Uh, Joey Brick comes out, the commissioner comes out, and he does give Josh Cross that opportunity, but he's got to go through the mistress of mayhem, Asa Morta, not an easy task, yeah. but Josh Cross does manage to accomplish it, and uh, he does manage to come out and uh, be victorious in that matchup. So now, once again, let's reset the field. Uh, to this point, we have Ray Ray, we have Josh Cross, and we have Insane Shane, as well as Excalibur, qualified for this contest. So it's basically Ray Ray versus Infamous Inc. at this point. Uh, you know, Infamous Inc. had to be riding high at this point. You know, they pretty much had a, what, uh, 75% chance of the Evolution title coming back home to Infamous Inc. Right. They had to be riding high at this point. And think about this. This is a five-way match, as you said. This is a five-way match, so keep that in mind. Think about each competitor having that quote-unquote 20% chance. Infamous Inc., especially after the stunt that Josh Cross pulled, you got to know that somehow, someway, the infamous one himself, Double J, is figuring out some type of game plan to get that title inside of Infamous Inc. You're right about that. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's about. The title means power, and we all know the infamous one all about power. Right. Championships come control. And, exactly. And, I mean, uh, that's the thing. The infamous one, infamous Inc., and Excalibur, for that matter, have controlled the Evolution title for the second half of uh, – 2018 and now into 2019 it appears that there's a good chance that not much is going to change you know obviously Excalibur may not win this matchup Excalibur may uh may uh you know lose it to Shane uh may lose it to Josh or may lose it you know to one D Michael Ray but there's a good chance that that belt's staying in Infamous Inc. And, you know, you got to commend uh, the efforts of Infamous One to get his guys 
in this in this situation. Well, also, and also, you brought you brought up the subject of Ace of Mortar earlier. Let's not forget that the unmasking of Ace of Mortar ended up leading to the cash in of a golden ticket and a new champion. So we cannot leave that factor out. And you are right about that. You know, Ace of Morta laid the golden path. Ace of Morta's got more than an right. argument to say that whoever brings that title down in this Ultimate X matchup, April 6th, they have to go through her next. I mean, I, I'm not sure what the commissioner's thinking after past this Ultimate X, but Ace of Morta, you know, really in my mind, the list has to start with the Mistress of Mayhem. Yeah, I would say so, too, and plus, with the whole list of contenders all lined up for shot at the Evolution title, you got to feel that she, to me, I think she's at the top of that list, especially after the controversy that went down when she lost the title. I would completely agree with that statement. You know, the con- uh, the controversy... It reigned supreme in that matchup, but, uh, you know, we got about 18 minutes left until the top of the hour, and I want to go ahead and bring on a man that, uh, you know, is looking to lead another one of the individuals to victory this uh, coming up April 6th. This is a man who uh, has led led people to championships before, and obviously looking to lead a man. You've dubbed the X Factor uh, of this X division or of this Ultimate X matchup, uh, D-Mike. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we're going to bring on Bad Brad. (coughs) Brad, can you hear us? I can hear you loud and clear, my friends. Welcome to ASWF Aftermath, Mr. Hicks. I'm doing great, uh, Cornbread and, and Michael. Just enjoying uh, a lovely, beautiful afternoon here, evening in in Arkansas. The rains have ceased and the storms have passed, and it's lent itself to uh, you know good springtime weather. And, and that's what we're, we're we're looking forward to. We've got a great show coming up Saturday, and uh, you know, I, before we get started, I want to number one. I want to thank the fans that attended the show last weekend in Belleville. Uh, as a result of their actions and then being at the show, 30 kids were granted the opportunity to go to church camp. And uh, another example of how the fans play so much a part of what we do, guys. And, uh, you know, I know there's some of us that take them for granted uh, and have had taken them for granted. But, you know, when you learn to appreciate what, what 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 makes you what drives you in this business? You know life's great. And, and speaking of being great, um, not only were those kids afforded that opportunity, but uh, the X Factor, a man that has so graciously allowed me to help guide his career at this point. And I say that in all aspects of being humble, he has allowed me to guide his career. Uh, one. The AWO Heavyweight Championship or AWO Championship 
Saturday night, and he beat a list of who's who in independent wrestling. So, guys, I don't know what else, you know, I don't know what else I can say but be to be blessed and thankful for, you know. I mean, right now everything is just going perfect. Well, I do want to say, you know, congratulations to D. Mike and yourself, uh, Mr. Hicks, uh, for that phenomenal victory uh, in securing the AWO championship, uh, the very first AWO champion in uh, that company's history. So definitely congrats. Go out to D. Mike. And you're right. You know, uh, Cornbread, this doesn't fall on deaf ears in that, uh, you know, D. Mike beat a lot of the guys he's going to see this uh, in that tournament, he outlasted a lot of the guys he's going to see April 6th. Uh, you know, he outlasted Shane, he outlasted Josh Cross, and he outlasted Ray. Uh, the last two in that in the same exact matchup. Uh, you know, that's the thing with this. You know, Brad, you've got to be looking at this as a confidence builder. You uh, and I know you're sitting down there and having conversations with them. And you're probably, you know, pointing at the belt and saying, hey, look what you can do. You've got this, you know. What's the conversation been like now turning your focus from the uh, AWO championship to the ASWF Evolution Championship? Well, I'll I'll give you some insight. You know, everybody wants that transparency. uh, And and I'll tell you this. Uh, D-Mike... Uh, has a saying that he that, that he has on his wall, and it says, "Be humble in your confidence, yet courageous in your character." The fact, D. Mike is humble. You know, D. Mike has proven himself time and time again to the fact of the taking off of the ref shirt and stepping into literally, you know, let's be honest, he stepped into hell. The penitentiary of pain match. He Absolutely. stepped in there with guys that have that are have you know been in hardcore match after hardcore match, and you know what? The guy did it, and I got to witness that firsthand. And, and as I'm watching that, and you know, darker days for myself back then, I saw that fire, that determination in D Mike, and. Here's a guy, you talk about being courageous. This guy, he, he's so humble, guys, that he's telling me all the time, he goes, I don't know. I don't know if I'm worthy and or good enough to be in there with these veterans. And I tell him, Dima, you got this. You got it. There's, there's nothing to worry about. And, you know, after this past weekend, you know, as humble as he is, and that's what I love about D-Mike, is he still questions himself in, in going into this match at the anniversary show. He still questions himself. But you know what? That means he's hungry. That means he's he's not stopping at the table. He's eating all of this information in, and he's taking it in. And you know what? He's driven because he wants to prove it to himself. He wants to prove it to the fans, and he wants to prove it to just about anybody that he belongs in the ASWF. And that's what I told him. I said, Mike, you belong, but never lose that desire to be better. Because, you know, you you don't plateau. You just keep driving and you keep driving and climbing and climbing and you bust through your glass ceiling and you keep going up from there. And, And so that's what we've been talking about. 
well, Brad, you've got uh, you've got you've got experience uh, in every single one of these opponents uh, that D Mike's going to be going up against. I believe uh, April sixth. Uh, whether you know in the corner of or against, um, you've you know seen every one of these guys, as has D Mike in a lot of cases. What is your um, what do you believe sets D Mike apart, and why do you believe D Mike is going to walk out with the Evolution Championship from Ultimate X April six? Well. You know, I'd love to sit here and tell you that, you know, D-Mike's got this over this guy or he's got this over that guy or, you know, this. I think the thing that D-Mike has is that level of desire. You know, now that he has seen that he can be the man at a at AWO, now it's his time and opportunity to be the man at ASWF. And, you know, you can springboard from tag titles to evolution title to heavyweight championship title. You can always springboard, not taking anything away from those titles. But obviously, the heavyweight championship meaning the most, you know, in the food chain of championships in the ASWF. And I think that, you you know, once you put your name, you etch your name in the record books as a champion, you know, at that point, you're you're automatically bestowed this level of respect that he's not really getting out of certain members of the ASWF, you know. Uh, and that's what the infamous Inc. is going to do. They're going to try to suck the life out of you and pull you into this darkness that they're involved in. And it works for them to a degree. But I think the thing that I look back and, I, and Josh Cross and, and Insane Shane and you know, I haven't worked a lot with X. I've worked across from him a couple times. And then, you know, of course, the Suicide King, Ray Ray. Um, not, not in the ink, but just another competitor. It's like Shane has got a desire to do something, but he's been there, done that. So does he rest on contentment? Uh, and that's the thing, the biggest thing that I think that, that drives D-Mike above these guys, uh, especially Infamous Inc., is that, there's the allure of that evolution title means more to him than it does. I, I think to these guys or the meanings are, are, are totally on two different levels. Whereas they want this championship for this power struggle, this hunger for control. I think D Mike wants this for the, for the right reasons. He wants this to prove to himself. He wants to be able to give back to the fans, you know, a champion that they can get behind that they can respect, be a role model to those fans that look up to D Mike, you know, and I think that's what he's doing. And, and it's going to be a tough, it's going to be tough. I mean, Ray, you know, I'm hoping that this sim- symbolic handshake that they shared, you know, at the last show will, will help them kind of team together at least to curve the odds a little bit more, you know, because obviously the deck is stacked against both D Mike and, and Ray, you know, with, the suicide, or excuse me, with Excalibur and, and all those guys out there in Infamous Inc. And, um, you know, I know Joey said that he was going to let uh, Double J not be at ringside. I want Double J at ringside. I want him there. Because, you know, he's gone around and he's talked about all this and that. But I want him to see 
that there's a difference between what he's doing and what I'm doing, and I'm and I want him to humble himself in in front of everybody because I honestly believe, guys, that at the end of the night, there's only going to be one Evolution champion crown. I mean, you know, there's not going to be a golden ticket because that's out of the window, and it's going to be D Mike. And I think that D Mike is going to rise, and he's going to carve his name in the history books at ASWF, and this is just the beginning. And, and and I look forward to that. Even as tough as it, and that's what's going to be made better is it's going to be, it's going to have to, it's going to be a, a monstrous job to get done. But I think he's the guy to do it. Um, Brad. Um, well, thanks, thanks, Mike. Uh, Brad, I want to kick it off um, just by saying uh, congratulations um, to you and to D Mike. Uh, for your success and also capturing that uh, AWO championship and also helping those kids uh, go to church camp. Um, that, um, that, that is, that's incredible. I want to say congratulations on first off the start. Well, let me cut you off real quick, Cornbread. I can't take credit for, for D Mike winning the title. That's all D Mike. So if you're going to, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm humbled that you congratulate me. Um, but I think with D Mike winning the title, that was D Mike's efforts. As far as the, the 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 church camp goes, you know that's all the guys that have that are involved in AWO, uh, from mm. like guys like Michael, the announcer, the guys behind the scenes, the guys that set it up and tear it down, and the fans that showed up. All 315 fans that walked through that door that paid for a ticket. Wow! Can can go through life, can go through a first show. I mean, that's incredible. Your very first AWO show pulls 315 people. And those people can go incredible. home at night and, and they can feel good about themselves and, and their mission to help send 30 kids to experience a camp. And, and you know, and that's, that's the most humbling thing I can think about since I heard about all this is that it's, it's awesome. It really is awesome. And it, and it gives this business a, a light of, you know, purity that you haven't seen in a while. And that's why I'm hoping beyond hope that we can, uh, speaking of that, everybody come out, um, you know, March 30th for a good cause as well to help raise money for, for Mr. Johnny Hawk and his family as he's battling uh, that vicious disease they call cancer. I didn't want to forget that, Michael. I don't try to get off track, but I got so much going on right now and, and, and trying to take care of and, you know, just blown away by the response from last week that I wanted to get that out there as well. But, yeah, Cornbread, I do appreciate it, and, and D-Mike does too. Uh, you know, D-Mike's been he, – he's been in a euphoric state for a while, mm-hmm. you know, since winning that. And, and, and it's, it's just it's, – it's overwhelming to a degree, but I told him, I said, you know what, you've done it. You know how it feels, and you want to experience that again in the ASWF, and that's what we're going to set out to do as we continue down the road to the anniversary show here, um, uh, starting what, I guess the, we're on the what final couple miles guys here, uh, this weekend. Right. We got two Absolutely. more exits. We got to pass two more <laughs> yeah. exits and then we're there. Well, yeah. yeah and I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't want to get off track guys, but I did want to put that out there that, uh, you know, we all, everybody that was involved in that did their part and, and, and it makes a difference, and, and everybody doing their part is what, what makes that happen. And I think you see that at ASWF with 
all the guys that work behind the scenes. I mean, Michael, not sure I'm a fan of your haircut, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Hey, hey, wonderful. <laughs> I lost a few. Well, um, Did you lose a bet? That's what, what I want to know. <laughs> Go ahead, Cornbread. <laughs> Well, well, well uh, Brad, I was going to ask you, um, you know, you brought up the heavyweight championship picture, and you mentioned um, the ASWF heavyweight title being uh, the top prize, which, of course, it is. In your honest opinion, and I um, also want to get a, a reply from, from you, Mike, on this question, do you... Do you, any one of you guys honestly think that whoever leaves with that evolution title, even if that individual is D Mike, do you think he is a top contender to the ASWF Heavyweight Championship? Why or why not? And I'll, I'll start with you, Brad, and then uh, Mike, you can go ahead with your response. Brad, it's on yours. I, I think. I think that um, obviously you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. You know, you're the evolution champion. You're focused right. on defending that belt and you're enjoying that. But I think that, I think that once you accomplish that and you become that evolution champion, you know, I think then you want to move up to that higher tier. Uh, so you definitely, I wouldn't say you become an instant content. I mean, you become a contender. I wouldn't say the number one contender, but I think right. you earn a you, you secure your spot in the conversation down the road. Uh, obviously, you know if D Mike was to win the champion Evolution Championship, which I think he will, uh, then we're going to focus and 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 he's going to focus on you know becoming an Evolution champion. You know that can keep his championship for as long as he can. Uh, and there's always you know that's the thing that you know there's always somebody better. You know, you just maybe you haven't seen him yet, but um, right. I think he becomes a contender for it. I think, I mean, but I, but here's the thing: I think if you put yourself inside that ring in the ASWF, as good as the ASWF is, I think that anybody and everybody's a contender at this point because I think that's where the talent field is, and I think that's where where the ASWF has done a great job. Joey Britt, talent relations is has brought in some of the best talent in the business. So I think I think you got a point, Cornbread. I think you you, you kind of add to your resume if you are a champion. But, you know, at this point, right now I see a really good, strong contendership in that heavyweight division as it is. Uh, right. With, with, you know, with guys like Steve-O and Curtis Don and, and, you know, maybe Max Stone or – Somebody, I don't know, but I'm telling you, uh, I think it adds a little bit to your resume, but I think the talent mm. pool in the ASWF is, is what it is. It's just it's loaded. Well, I would agree with that. You know, I'm going to echo exactly what Brad said. You've got, uh, you know, when you win that Evolution title, no title is – that Evolution title is going to be prestigious. Everybody wants that evolution right. title. Yeah. Everybody wants the ASWF championship. So definitely Absolutely. whoever walks out April 6th, their first, first focus is going to be the evolution championship. Now, with that being said, does he get him in the conversation? Yes. 
But when you've got a guy like, uh, you know, I, and I hate it because of his attitude change, but you got a guy who's consumed with the ASW championship, Steve-O. I don't think you're going to get an accurate number one contender without any interference in the title match till Steve-O gets the shot. You got a guy like the main event, Curtis Dawn. A lot of people have been saying that Curtis deserved the title a year ago or deserved the championship shot, excuse me, a year ago. Right. You had guys, you know, like Max Stone, who has single-handedly carried the ASWF tag team title. He's a deserving contender. That ASWF championship, as Brad alluded to in a moment ago, has a murderous row of contenders in its wake. But, uh, guys, we're right at the top of the hour. Brad, I want to thank you so much for coming on, but... I know you want to get out of here. Uh, the uh, infamous hour is about to start. and yeah. Well, well Michael, one, <laughs> I appreciate you guys for taking the time to, to have me on. I, I encourage everyone to come out this weekend, also on the 30th. But I want to leave you guys with this. And I'll leave it right here for the infamous hour. The lust for power is not rooted in strength, mm. but in weakness. Profound words. That, that definitely is some profound words. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with more ASWF Aftermath. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Are you looking for the best deals for your vaping needs and accessories? Then check out the guys at sub Vapors. With daily specials on a wide selection of mods and juices, they will surely become your one-stop shop. Ray and the guys at sub Vapors located at 6929 JFK Boulevard, Suite C in North Little Rock, Arkansas, want to see you. Join them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but more importantly, visit the store or call 501-392-6487. sub Vapors. Vape it like you built it.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the voice of the ASWF, Michael Carnahan, right here, live from the ASWF studios, joined, as always, by Cornbread. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without uh, further ado, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the infamous hour, live here on ASWF Aftermath. Infamous one, how are you doing this week? Doing fabulous, Michael. How are you? I'm not doing too bad myself. Uh, Infamous one, you sent some guys to the AWO show this past uh, week, and, you know, your goal was to take over another organization. Obviously, we know your overall goal to take over wrestling in the state of Arkansas, but uh, tell me, were you kind of disappointed and surprised by the results? Michael, it's been a busy, busy week uh, here at the compound. And and uh, what is this organization called again? AWO, correct? Uh, Arkansas correct. Wrestling Organization, correct? That's um, correct. Okay. I've just, I faintly this uh, past week uh, and this coming up week, I've, I've looked over that organization. I've, I've sent some guys over there. And uh, I think we we made some marks there, and then I know it's kind of vaguely fade because I've been so much uh, interacting with uh, personal life and stuff that's going on here at the compound, and also keeping up with the clients as well. So it's a big job for one person. But to answer your question, uh, not disappointed about anything that's went on there. I think we uh, went made it our appearance, and uh, and uh, Michael, if I I'll go ahead and throw this back in your lap. Um, I'm not too fond, or I shouldn't say that. That's the wrong words to say, inappropriate. I do apologize. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right words to say. I don't know much about that organization at all. And so I don't know what was going on or what went on there. And uh, if you could, I think it was yesterday or day before, uh, they haven't really talked about much. They're just focused on what's going on at ASW. It should uh, be more on my wrestling of attire, but I've been focusing on some other things in my personal life at the moment. Well, in almost a, uh, in almost a preview of April 6th in the ASWF, uh, evolution championship matchup, uh, there was a tournament to crown the first AWO, the Arkansas wrestling organization, uh, champion. And, uh, they obviously Shane, uh, Josh and uh were were in that matchup. Uh uh as well as you know the other competitors that are in the Ultimate X, uh being Ray. Uh they were all in this tournament. And D Mike came out on top and became the very first AWO champion uh ever. So with that being said I was just going to ask you, how does that factor in to what's going to happen this Saturday or this Saturday and going forward into the anniversary show? Michael, uh, to let you know, the the clients of mine are very focused and uh, still on for ASWF Wrestling, uh, what's happening with them and uh, their goal is to bring home championships to Infosec. It doesn't matter if it's if it's Insane Shane, Joshua Cross, 
or uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Morgan Williams or uh, Excalibur. It doesn't matter who it is. It's going to come home to Infamous Inc. No matter if it's the ASWF Heavyweight Championship, X Division, or excuse me, Evolution Champion, or uh, Tag Team Championships. It doesn't matter. All gold will end up in Infamous Inc. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that, you know, especially the Evolution Championship, because I want to get into it. You know, right off the bat, I want to talk to you about Ultimate X, April 6th. We mentioned that you guys have quite an advantage in uh, the numbers game. It's basically, what is it? It's three on two. Uh, Infamous Inc. has a, you know, a three on one on one almost, because obviously Ray and D-Mike, it's every man for themselves. But the question is, with that being said, and being every man for themselves, what if it comes down to Shane and Excalibur or Josh Cross and Excalibur or whatever mixture you can make? Have you guys thought about that? Who will be the Evolution yeah. Champion? Yeah, Michael, that's a really good question. I think we touched on this uh, two weeks ago. Um, like I said, the- we have our own training academy here, uh, here at the compound where they practice and train. And it, it, all guys are, everybody wants to be a champion. Everybody wants to be a champion. I mean, humble enough and respectful enough. All of the clients I've, I've managed and infamous Inc. and in the past have all been champions. It, it, it's, it's, it's that figure that wants to stand out. And so, like, when I, we're in the training in the compound, and I tell them, I said, hey, there's no sense of getting mad or letting feelings get involved because it, it, it shouldn't be like that. It's, and they all agreed that it's not going to be like that. I mean, it's not going to say who's better. Or it's just, you know, how can I put it, Michael? Um, let's see, there's four or five people Friendly competition. in the group here. It's just going to be like another training session of who could do who could do more. And if that one person stands out, let's say it's insane Shane comes out on top, then the other guys have to put out to do more, even though respectfully some of them are Hall of Famers and have been in the business for a long time. That means, and it means that it's not cut out for them. It means that they have to give more. And I believe in in one thing. I tell the guys do more. And I, putting a finger back at myself, will do more respectfully uh, for the business and how I've been thinking about things, how I have been conducting business here lately. It's not going to be conducted that way anymore. For the clients, it's going to be, excuse me, for myself, but anything concerning anything personal will involve everybody. For them, give it back to them and pave the way and give Anybody, anybody that I can help in, in, in Infinite Sync, I can give it by. And, and the, I've never been in the ring maybe once, two, three times in my life. And I'm not, that's, not my, that's not my niche. To give the gab and, and give back to the guys, give knowledge to that, and, and give them the, uh, you know, the knowledge and, and gratitude and, and thankful for them. And, but, Michael, to answer the question, get back on track, if it's any of the guys – it has to be just one winner. And, you know, we're leaving somebody out or two people out that's not even the ink. You know, you got Ray Ray, 
and D-Mac also involved. So if it's none of us that wins, it's not going to crumble. We're not going to crumble. I mean, I know that's what you see on TV and you see in, in the other independents where people have grudges and gratitudes and whatever you want to call it, grudges and fights and arguments. There'll be frustration. That's just human nature. Frustration happens. It's easy to be mad than be happy. But you know what? You learn from your mistakes and you learn about being mad at one another and you make up and you pave that, that path and you patch that road and you and you run right back over that paved road again. There's a lot of potholes that I have to I have to endure, and so the guys have to endure as well. And so what I'm saying, Michael, is we have to patch that road and get back on that bus and keep moving forward. If that's not if that means that, and I hate to say that because we're not losers by no means. None of the guys that that what I keep saying is that these guys, these athletes, these professionals, and I say that with big words, professionals doing this. You have to keep that in mind, that this is professional wrestling. There is win-lose, and there's sometimes in a once-in-a-great-while there's some draws. But there's also setbacks. And the setbacks we have in ink, we're going to go ahead and fill these potholes in, and we're going to pave this road. And if anybody in the ink doesn't win, we're going to pave that road and keep paving that road and keep paving that road until there's an end go. And we have to keep trucking, and we have to keep going, and we have to keep beating people's heads in. That's our goal, and our goal won't stop until all titles are in the infamous ink. Cornbread, I I mean, I would certainly, um, it would certainly be interesting to see, you know, that's obviously the goal, to be dominant in that aspect. Cornbread, what do you think about that? Well, uh, well, I would say, first off, um, Infamous, uh, always, I'm glad to hear you on the Infamous Hour here. Um, I'm glad you're doing hey, good. Gorbrand, uh-huh. it's, it's good to hear your voice, and I, I wanna, I'm going to say this, and I, I know you're really knowledgeable too, no good giving, take it away from Michael, but, you know, I don't want to use this because this term has been so much used in professional wrestling so much, but I want to treat this Infamous Inc., and I do care for each and every athlete in this because, I mean, they give it all, and it's all on them. They put their lives, in, and, and, and I say this, Cornbread, fill, fill with me for a minute. Listen to this. Yeah, each, wrestler in infamous thing, each wrestler in Infamous Inc. gives their life. What I mean by that, they take time out of their personal life to get bookings for these shows, and they don't do it for, for simple fact for their, their, you know, just for me or the, or for the, or for themselves, they give it all for each and individual in the, in the infamous scene. They, they're showing each one does each match. They give back to the infamous scene. What I and I say that, but it, I gotta, I gotta step out of the the realm here because I'm not right. being real with you two. I'm not being real with you two. If it wasn't, and I'm not stepping out of of character whatsoever. If it wasn't for the page fans to come see wrestling, Infamous Inc. wouldn't be here. ASWF, the 20-plus years that Cornbread is the longest-standing company for independent circuit. As, as long as that that's, – that's, that's prestige to me. That I'm right. proud that, that 
these athletes came together, came to me, and we formed Infamousine. And there's always the end goal. If it can't be a title, that means you're a number one contender. If you ain't a number one contender in our in our scheduled program here we got going, you're, if you're not first, you can't be last. I guess what I'm saying right. is a term I was not – we're like a family. Well, I want to treat right. it as infamously as a family, but I don't want to use that term because you know as just as I do is using professional wrestling and thinking about when you hear it, you hear about the first family. You hear about that in Memphis wrestling and all that. That's not what I'm – I'm not trying to put that as a picture out there for that. I'm saying these right. guys in, in our behind scenes, we are like a family. And whatever I have to do to make things right with these guys and make sure that, that professional wrestling – in their eyes, is the end goal is getting titles or getting title shots or getting anything up to the main event or semi-main event. That's where the infamous thing is going to be at. And that's what I was talking about with Michael paving roads. We're going to have a lot of photos that's been made. We're going to have to pave them back over. We're going to have to grade them. We have to work through it. Then we're going to pave this road. And I will show up about that. But I'm saying is we're like a family, but I'm not prestiging to putting it out there like that. And 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 and, and, um, and that's and that's totally fair points to make, and a fair observation to make. And um, Mike, great questions that you had earlier for the infamous one. Now this one, now my question will be will be to both of you, but I will start with you first, um, infamous one. And yes, we are on the subject of Ultimate X that will all go down on bottom line during the biggest weekend in wrestling. So we'll be going down. This is. One of the high-profile matches is Ultimate Expert Evolution Time. Let's say, and let's put this in projective, infamous one. Let's say one of your one one of the members of Infamous Inc. walks out the Evolution Champion. Here's my question to you: Will those other two? Can those other two end up being top contenders to the tag team titles, depending on who wins? Now, now you broke up just a little bit at the end. Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah, 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 I'll repeat it. I'll say, let's say, for example, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you clear. I'm just going to let you go ahead. Okay. Let's say, for example, um, one of your infamous Inc. members – Wins the Ultimate X and becomes Evolution Champion. Does the other two start challenging for the tag team titles? That's a pretty good question. Uh, really, really good question. First of all, uh, whatever member it is, if it's Shane, it's Caliber, or Josh Cross wins the Evolution Champion, after that, starting right then there, they will hoist that person up. We'll celebrate. After that, we'll come back into our regular lives programming here at Infamous Inc. We'll have a little celebration here as well, but we want to get jump on to business. We're jumping right into it right then. It's, we'll, we'll congratulate and, you know, do what we have to do to, you know, to make others better, to be as good because they are, and I. Now let me take that because everybody's gonna take this out of contents. 
every member of FMC are good, and they are better than any wrestler in the state of Arkansas. Because when I say this, it's for my clients, and why I say this is because they reformed the best talent, the best athletes to be put in the infamous thing. Because I only, and not just me, these guys know who they need to take them to the top. So if it's any of the three, whatever, which one, should they go up tag team titles? That has been talked about. And I'm telling you, and telling Michael firsthand, that has been talked about. Then we'll move on to the next, or we'll do something else different. But that has been in talks to form a couple of guys to go out some tag team titles because I, I see there's uh, – if Michael will keep, correct me if I'm wrong too, and you too, Cornbread. We have the Vincent brothers, and uh, I think it's uh, the Titans as a yeah, tag team. The Titans and, uh, and who else, yeah. is, who else in SMF there's some tag teams formed? I mean, obviously, there's lethal injection. Has uh, all is are always a threat. The uh, dirty little gang, as well as a multitude of others that I know, uh, Commissioner Britt is working towards uh, bringing into uh, the ASWF. But right now, the two big ones, obviously, the Titans of Violence and uh, the uh, Vincent Brothers. Brothers. Okay, and, and, and to answer, because I know where Cornbread's fix to go with this, to answer Cornbread's uh, uh, question, there would possibly be some talks, but I, I'm just going to take a step out and read something to y'all. Do y'all have a moment? Go for it. Go ahead. Okay, I will, I, this has been put on Facebook. This is not something behind the scenes. Uh, so it, this is coming from my client. Morgan Williams. It was published March the 11th at 426. This is after spending time with discussing plans for the immediate future with his family and his friends. He, he goes, I consider family, and I'm proud to announce that I will officially retire from ring of competition as of April 6th in Tuckerman, Arkansas. My body is ravaged, and I knew it would be post-treatment, and I feel no longer that I can give the best all he can. And I had my first match, which you're talking about Morgan, as I've been out of person speaking for him on this on this feed here. So don't think I'm, you know. I had my first right. match in October 2002, and I'm proud to, that my body of work over the years. I'm generally happy with my decision, and I'm glad to walk away now than hanging on hopeless to something that I can no longer produce the best of my ability. And he says to everyone, thanks for making a young child's dream come true, and you know who you are. That being said, after April 6th, my client, Morgan Williams, will step down, but I have not furiously talked with him what we're going to do with him in the ink. But that being said, that leaves after the 6th of April to answer that question. That's why I wanted to read that. I'm glad I had to just sit here and dig that up. And will leave in St. Shane, Josh Cross, and then uh, <clears throat> Excalibur. But there, that being said, though, I would have to sit back and we would have to evaluate some things because you're talking about some tag teams out there, the Vincent Brothers and the Titans of Violence. I mean, both of these teams are, are – they know each other. 
But when we start now, think of this in third view as I'm sitting here with looking into the, at the lights here. If I bring two right. guys from the ink, we're, we're going to roll the carpet out. We're going to come up to the grand. We're going to work our way up to the grand stage of the tag team division. And then it won't be these two teams battling. I'm bringing two guys to the dance, and I, and that's what we're using that lightly. We bring, we bring two guys to the dance then, so it's going to be three teams then. But yes, that has been in the talks, Cornbread. Well, the, well, the reason that I asked that question, I'm a, uh, and I'll throw this question in Mike um, right after I get your response because I want I want Mike's opinion on, on that on those questions as well. Um, the next question I was going to throw at because, you know, I mean, having you no know, having really really looked at this, and you have three members inside the infamous seat that's going for the Evolution title. I'm kind of picturing a lot of tag team scenarios here. I mean, it could be, I mean, you could see a team with Insane Shane and Josh Cross, Insane Shane and Excalibur, or Excalibur and Josh Cross. It's almost like a who's who here. And I would and agree I'm with that from a talent perspective. I was going to say, uh, just to piggyback off of what the infamous one said. Uh, you know, he's said it multiple times. His goal is to, uh, you know, attain pure dominance over the ASWF, all gold in the infamous connection, et cetera, et cetera. I believe that one thing I've learned in, uh, you know, working with the infamous one over the years, though, is he's not going to tell you what he's going to do until he's ready to do it. And then he's just going right, to let you find out. Exactly. Right. Exactly, but and, I apologize for this and, one. No, 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 no that was fine. Um, because I, because the reason the reason I popped that question up is because we're not leaving Ray Ray out of the picture or D Mike at this point. We're not leaving them out of the picture because you know you can't sleep on anybody in the ASWF. Whether you with infamous or not, you can't sleep. You can't sleep on anybody. You can pretty much take and, and no, like Bad Brad said earlier. The competition level is just the charts right now. And with ASWF 20 coming up, especially during the biggest weekend, and I'm not going to say it's the biggest weekend in wrestling. It's the biggest weekend in sports overall. Sports overall. And with this show that's coming up on the 20th, my, my thing is, it, 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 will be, it will be one of the Biggest and the best shows of the year, in my opinion. What do you guys think? And I'll start with you in from this one. Well, I was just pondering and I've been sitting here thinking that we did leave two athletes out of this picture. We didn't talk Go about. But I do want to congratulate that I understand that I guess D Mike has captured a championship in a different organization, my hats are off to you. Yeah, that's what we mentioned this, earlier. Do what? That, that's what we uh, earlier with the championship. But yeah, definitely. Congrats go out to him. I apologize. Uh, you're fine. Um, but with that being said, that's probably another thing in his head that that everybody has in their head, that's going to be another thing he wants to try to capture. 
And, you know, D-Mike is a coming out in 2019, and, and not just 2019, this, this jump back a year, 2018 coming out, being all in the wrestling. I mean, he is a professional wrestler. And he, by no means, is, he has got me one one time. That's a little mishap. Like I said, we pick up and move on. But congratulations to the greatest athlete that, that won in that organization, came out on top. That's what it's all about. And now that you capture a title, it doesn't matter if it's D-Mike, Ray Ray, or anybody member of the infamous team. You capture that, but that, that's not the end of the road. That's not the stopping point that, right. that you have to do. You have to, you have to defend. Can you defend it now? Is somebody always in life, my, and not, I'm, you know, not just me, I'm sure y'all have heard this as well. Somebody has always got your ticket, and somebody's out there to write to punch that number, and they will come after that ticket to punch that number. And with that being said, you have to be ready, prepared to who and when. It can be anybody from the ASWF. It can be anybody around the state of Arkansas, Tennessee. Somebody in the world has that number, anybody's number, and ready to punch it. Talking about D-Mike, great athlete, great wrestler. I understand that that he captured that title. Congrats to him. Now, I want to talk to about Ray. Ray. Y'all call him Suicide King. I call him Ray because that's who I know. I have often... Not once, but twice, and y'all have not even picked up on this. I have offered to speak with him in person, and nobody's really paid attention at ringside closely. But I have an extra shirt, an extra tire that I have been offering to the Suicide King or Ray Ivy, and I have showed it to him at ringside, and I have offered. Now I'm sitting here on live on Talk Radio 49, and I'm offering Ray a spot in Infamous Inc. And that being mm. said, we are the bad blood. My disassociates in the past have done a lot of bad things to him. So if you could forgive that person, you can honestly think that your experience of 16, 19, it don't matter how many years you had experience, with his knowledge – with his Hall of Fame membership that he has, and the All Star, he Ray could never go wrong, accepting an infamous Inc. T-shirt and being a part of the greatest faction here in state of Arkansas. That being said, would be a very, to me in my eyes, I don't know what he was thinking or what he's thinking, but thinking about that, he has a bigger life of gratitude and a bigger and things that have yeah, I know Michael you're sitting here thinking yes I said hateful mean things about his dad and his family but I have made I have personally apologized after the incidents and I have said to, to Ray trying to reach out to Ray on Facebook Twitter I have tried to write letters I have tried to get in touch with Ray but no return phone calls all I'm saying is I have your spot, I have your shirts, I have everything for you, 
and you can be nothing more than the king that you would want to say you are of suicide. Just think if you would be the king of infamous ink and have everything you want in life. That being said, the offer's on the table, and that's all i got to say about that. That being said, anniversary show, ASWF, 20-plus years. I know we've rambled about this, and I know Michael's heard it. Cornbread, you're new to this company, but the anniversary show in the infamous one's eyes is like WrestleMania for the WWE. And when I say that on the independent scene, that being the anniversary show is what we all been blood, sweat, and tears. Me behind, you know, me uh, being an advocate, spilling and, and helping and talking and training with the guys, not me in the ring, but helping and coaching with these guys. This is what all the Michael would say the payoff. This is the payoff. This is the grand stage of them all. April the 6th, Tuckerman, Arkansas, anniversary 20. 20 years, prestige company, been around for a long time. This is where everybody wants to be on the grand stage of them all in ASWF. And, 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 and I will echo every single word. And um, I know we will talk, we'll talk more about um, ASWF 20, especially on the biggest weekend in sports. We will talk about that, no question about it. But, hey, what about this Saturday? We have a monster show coming up this Saturday at at the Valued Arena. Hey, we cannot forget that. We can't get too ahead of ourselves because, hey, we can't. <laughs> I mean, we're giving everybody a, a a small sample of what's to come on April 6th. We haven't even talked about what, what's going on Saturday because I know Infamous Zig will be in the house, correct? Always, always going to grace the doors unless uh, hell freezes over. Always, the clients of Infamous Inc. will be there unless personal matters hit the table. Hey, Mike, it's only hey, Mike, it's only five bucks to get in, correct? You're absolutely right about that. It is. It's only five dollars to get in the door to see the best professional wrestling action in the state of Arkansas. I mean. You do see guys like the infamous one and infamous Inc. You'll see guys like Ray Ray. You'll see guys like Steve-O, the uh, ASWF Evolution title chase, you know, uh, the tag team title chase, all sorts of stuff, you know, like uh, Double J mentioned. This is the one show every single year that absolutely everybody in the area wants to be a part of. People are literally scratching and clawing to get onto this card. And, you know, there's only certain spots that the commissioner can fill, and it's going to be interesting to see how he fills them. And plus, and plus, and plus, very quickly, I know know Infamous One brought it up, but it seems like, the infamous one has tried has put a proposition out on the table and an offer out on the table, much like um, almost a little similar to what Philadelphia did to Bryce Harper. Would would you say about that, Mike? I mean, that's a heck of an offer. I mean, and that would be a heck of a coup for the uh, infamous Inc. to be able to bring uh, Ray into their fold. 
it's kind of scary to be 100% honest. Uh, infamous one, I commend you for definitely swinging for the fences, especially, you know, uh, you know, kind of making jokes about it, but it's free agency time, and, you know, perfect perfect free agency acquisition for your team there, Infamous one. Okay, it's free training. Well, with that being said, and, and I know everybody's, like, in shock to hear that, but you got to think, I mean, uh, after April the 6th, there will be an open spot. I mean, and what, I, what I'm saying is, why go after somebody when there is a somebody there in front of me all this time and having bad perceptions on the, going on the wrong foot? Because me and him has never crossed paths, but I have seen him – in the ring work over, uh, let's see, over my 10 years, and I know him through wrestling. Never worked with him. Never has ever come across. And I, I know, uh, like, I'm just going to put it in perspective. I know I'm stuttering a lot, but I'm saying is I have done a lot of bad things. Michael, you have done a lot of bad things in your life. Cornbread, everybody's human on this on this radio oh. podcast. I have done a lot of bad things, a lot, of, and I have. When I, well, let me correct myself. I've made a lot of bad choices here, the last couple of weeks or so, and said some things. And I want to. What I'm saying is, is I've done a lot of things towards Ray, and I have said a lot of mean, hateful things that that's hard to swallow. And I want to say is put that aside, because if you could put another past associate. That I associated with in the past, and you could shake hands after that. What I'm saying is, I can do more than a handshake. I can do more than saying words. I can prove things, and I know with him probably if he's even listening, he has accomplished things on his own, and he thinks he can. I mean, I ain't saying he can't, but with my knowledge, with his plus knowledge, things could and change in the ink, and plus the Hall of Famers that we never had a all-star person like himself in the ink. So, yes, and I would do more for helping him and showing him than what he's got now. Does that make sense, guys? It sounds like a – it sounds like you're trying to – it sounds like you're coming – trying to come up or develop a recipe for a suicide solution, infamous style. Am I correct on that? That's that's what we were trying to prevail. I met with all the guys. None of the guys have any bad blood with him. I mean, matches are matches, and things happened in the past. Everybody, and I'm and I'm being the advocate when I speak this for everybody in the ink. We would welcome him with with open arms, and things here at the compound would really change up a lot of things and things at the ASWF would really turn for the good, I think, if he would join Infamous Inc. So, Infamous One, and I don't mean to butt in, but I mean, go ahead and talk to us. I mean, what's the pitch uh, to uh, Ray? Should you get him alone in a room? Should you get his representation alone in a room? What's the pitch you're going to give them uh, to bring them over to Infamous Inc.? 
Okay. That 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 right there, I will go ahead and lay some cars down. This everybody get their ears ready. Everybody needs to be dialing in or put, be on the Facebook listening to this. I know for a fact I've been doing my homework. I know for a fact that Ray hasn't held a championship title in a very long time since 2018. But that now let me jump to this. How long has it been? For Ray to hold the heavyweight title, that's something to think about. The realm of him holding a heavyweight title, with my help and the inks backing him, and the more that he's getting in his pockets now, the money and things will come rolling into him and and capturing the heavyweight title. That's speaking big words just in character for him. Because that means, also, I'm going to be honest with you, Michael, I would help, and and the rest of the guys also would help bring out more of what you need to see of the Suicide King. And him having the title and bringing more of the Suicide King, nobody in the ASWF except for us would be safe anymore. Because then you lock in the Suicide King with Excalibur and the Insane Shane, and then you got Josh Cross. Damn, you're talking about a loaded deck with a Babe Ruth bat busting the doors down at every organization that we come to. Because if I get Ray, I and we get Ray and Infamous Inc. I promise you, I will push to the limits of everybody in the state of Arkansas, and I will push to the limits to ASWF that we will be known more than we are in Tuckerman. That's a scary proposition, but gentlemen, we're coming quickly up on the uh, top of the hour, so... uh, I'm going to go ahead and get your final thoughts moving into the... uh, Moving into this Saturday night, live at the Valley Arena, infamous one, we're going to start with you. What's your final thoughts on what we can expect on the next to last stop on this journey to the anniversary show? I did want to, before I give you my final thought, and I'll be real real quick because I know you were on top of the hour here, but I do want to announce that it is official for this X, is X match, y'all call it. I will be not at ringside that match. Joey Britt made sure that I will not be at ringside for that X Division match there, they call it, for the uh, Evolution title. So nobody's talked about that. That right there being said, it has been told, and I have been told, pressed in the back, that I will not be at ringside. So my guys have more been trained and more than ever, and every time I say that more than ever, you'll hear it again in two more weeks of this podcast. The training is getting more progressive, and the game plans has changed for that. My final thought is for this Saturday, and, and when I come to this, I want to tell you all what the Infamous Inc. has in store is. Infamous one? Hello. 
Did we did we lose Hello. him? I he's gone. So apparently he doesn't want to share his thoughts with us. So Cornbread, well, uh I'll let you go ahead and give a final thought. Go ahead. Let us know what you're thinking <laughs> heading into this Saturday night. Well, I I I, I think um and, and I'm gonna say this to you and I'm gonna say this to um our audience listening. Um if you if you want those terms expect the unexpected rather than hear us talk about it here on the air, it's best for you to be there live with us uh at the Valiant Arena and Tuckerman this coming Saturday. Seven o'clock start time, only five dollars to get in. I mean wait, what's five dollars? Five dollars gets you in for excellent night of professional wrestling action. Oh no, you have you have so much fun, great food, all that. All I would say is, when it comes to three championship divisions, expect the unexpected. We already we we discussed the majority of tonight's program with the Evolution Championship. Now, what happens with the heavyweight title? Only time will tell. All I can say is, you it's best for you to come join us live this Saturday. You really want the scoop all the way up. If you want that excellent build all the way up to April 6th, how about it's best for you to make your travel plans now, get your money saved and all, make those travel plans, and come join us live this Saturday. It's coming to at ASWF at the Valued Arena. Well, I couldn't have said it much better myself. Ladies and gentlemen, be there this Saturday night, Tuckerman, Arkansas. 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas, to be exact. Uh, the deal is, you know, we're two shows away from the anniversary show. Anniversary 20 happened April 6th at uh, 7 p.m. live at the Valiant Arena. So you are not going to want to miss a single show as everybody continues to scratch and claw their way onto that anniversary card including the Ultimate X match that we already know about. But <laughs> trust me, a lot more history is going to be made if any, if the other 19 anniversary shows are any indication. You're not going to want to miss a single moment of the rest of this journey. We got two stops left, ladies and gentlemen, at the anniversary show right around the corner. We'll be there this Saturday night live for my broadcast colleague, Mr. Cornbread. I'm the voice of the ASWF, Michael Carnahan. Good night, everybody.